do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 37 of the switch mania playcast new direct episode <laughs> the episode where we all have a homework assignment and i'm the only one that does it <laughs> hashtag all the time barry <laughs> <laughs> no time barry had too much time <laughs> He's like, I only, I only beat this long RPG in, in weeks. And it's like, it's been like a week and a half. <laughs> oh, it's been weeks. <laughs> now since you started, you were playing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we're here again <laughs> for this fun weekly playcast. Um, I know um, JP and I at least didn't get through the last game. And as we said, we had to have a quorum of at least mm-hmm. two of us beating it. So um, we're going to continue playing the game. JP, what was the game that you uh, kindly selected last time? Uh, Town of Light. Town of Light. So yes. um, we're, it's so bad that I couldn't even think of the name. That's how much I did not play it this last week. Aww. Um, yeah. I, you know what? When when I gave out the code to us, I played it that. So last weekend, mm-hmm. I did play a little bit of it, and... It's creepy, but not in the Outlast kind of way. Um, but yeah, I only I'm you know I'm still in the very beginning. I kind of did the first puzzle, if you want to call it, like the first objective that you had to do. Um, but yeah, I have not gone far enough into it. So that's my goal for next week. Yeah. Aside from going to PAX, <laughs> so so he's uh, not going to get it done. No, <laughs> I will not get it done. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I played. Gonna, I'm gonna I actually um. I actually played it with London, my daughter, a little bit, and she's like, "It's creepy." And I think for wow, her, for her, it was a little slow. Um, again, mm-hmm. it's a walking simulator style game with some mild mm-hmm. puzzles, so it's it's about the story when it comes to that. So I got to sit down with my, you know, just wanting to chill and enjoy something. So I'll I'll so, be doing that this week. So has everybody played the beginning at least, like gotten to the asylum? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I do want to say, though, at least my very, very initial thoughts is I thought it was very interesting where you start out outside, and there's a lot of interactivity um, with the environment. Like, I was walking through the abandoned park, and I was able to sit on the swing or sit on the bench, and I actually thought that was pretty cool because a lot of times, you know, you kind of walk up to something and nothing happens, and I thought that was pretty nice details on the developer side. Um, and I also kind of like the just really the beginning of just walking towards the asylum and then the music starts and then you know you kind of go off the beaten path to get inside and it's it's interesting and you're right it is slow in the sense like you just can't run which i really want to do so bad i i keep pressing the button hoping that i'll just move fast and that's not it at all but (laughs) it's it got me you know that atmospheric vibe was creepy even though nothing was jumping out at you so it's i'm curious to see what it's going to be like the further I go into it. And I do want to thank Wired Production for providing us with the review codes. So thank yes, you to thank them. Thank you, Wired. Yeah, it's really cool. And definitely um, we recommend all listeners to check it out. Uh, tweet at us. Um, I'm sure JP will do 27 different polls about it. Um. I will. And, <laughs> and, you know, they were actually kind enough to give me codes to give out. So I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway where I'll be giving out 10 codes. Oh, wow. And I actually have a few more. So, they, so the backstory is they gave me 20 codes. Uh, one for my review team, three for us. I gave two away to Switch Core members, 
10 were going to be for a giveaway that's, that I'm just working on the image right now, which leaves me with, what, like four left to just give out. And I was debating just kind of putting a tweet out on Twitter, you know, once we uh, post this episode and just say, hey, anybody who has time to just give, you know, initial feedback or just want to play a game and give us your thoughts, DM me and, you know, first four people I'll give a code to. How, how about um, you do one of those gleam contests and, and, and make it for the, the playcast? And, and make it so that, you know, Jeff and I can get some of those followers, too. <laughs> wow, you're just using me, huh? I don't need any followers. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> give some love to the cast, right? Give, give, Hawk, yes, absolutely, absolutely. give Hawk Hellfire some, some, <laughs> some followers. I, I'm please good. I'm a, Barry, I'm, a, I'm a hipster artist. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But follow Barry, please. Yeah. Nintendo yes. Fuse. Nintendo Barry Fuse. is a cool guy. You should follow him anyway. <laughs> that was worth it <laughs> <laughs> so that here i am going like you know what barry's out to dinner let's wait for him jeffrey's like i'm ready to go barry can just jump on later when we're yeah. done already he just joined us I'm like and, no and... no yeah i appreciate that hey i i, I still haven't eaten i skipped yes, my I, dinner for this so i think people need to know what happened yes tell the story and barry because it was hilarious it was hilarious and why you need to to follow him and barry didn't realize that he's inherently throwing a jab at jp who's like no i, I can't make it this week <laughs> mm-hmm. no that, that was not done That's as a jab <laughs> at <laughs> all <laughs> but yes so the story goes is that we were recording this at nine o'clock eastern 9 p.m and we're like oh we're gonna get together and my wife and i are deciding what to do for dinner my cousin's like hey you guys eat yet? And we're like, no, it's 7.30. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come over and we're going to eat. I'm like, okay, cool. But I got a recording at 9. He's like, okay, cool. So he comes over, shoots the shit a little bit. We go out and we're looking at the menu and he sees something he likes and he says, oh, I- I'm curious about this. And the waitress pretty much says, just so you know, it's, it's a chicken dish. It's raw chicken. It's going to take 45 minutes to cook that. He's like, okay, I'll take that. But could you put it in first? Because they're in a hurry. <laughs> like what the heck so i ordered just an appetizer because it's late and i was like i just i need to get back and naturally when you go out to a restaurant they try to give you all the meals at the same time so everyone's eating together uh so my quick appetizer which took probably five minutes to make um <laughs> was delayed by 45 minutes and it got to the point that i told my wife i said look i'm gonna drive us home because I drove everybody there. You drive back to the diner and, and eat with our cousin because <laughs> I got a play cast to do. So it is now after nine o'clock. I have not eaten dinner <laughs> and I'm here for the recording. And Jeff took that as a jab to JP, which it wasn't a jab to JP. <laughs> That's my commitment to the play cast right there. <laughs> so you're saying JP we is not We thank you committed. for it. Because as JP put, we are a trio, damn it. <laughs> no, no, I, I told Jeffrey, if he mails out his business cards for the Switch Media Playcast, I will be giving them out like crazy. I'll just slip them in people's bags. Crap, I forgot just, to do that, JP. <laughs> yeah, they're going to come back to the hotel room after PAX, and they're going to be like, what's this Switch Media Playcast? I'm going to check it out, and then be a loyal listener. So I get those so. to me, please. Yes. Yeah. I forgot and to I mail did, that out. I did so send I an email you. for drawing, by the way. So we, I've been in contact. So hopefully you talked to Saru I did. I did. So hopefully that's in the works right now. Oh, awesome. Oh, I've, awesome. Been, I've been chatting with Saru on the side. I didn't think to mention, oh, yeah, we need a Barry picture. <laughs> oh, you've, been, you, you've been bugging me to contact him, and now you just didn't think. Well, he Thanks. he I, contacted I, me. He asked me for, um, I owe him some stuff. I'm, I'm printing a book for him. 
Nah. <laughs> yeah, like he's um he's got FX Unit Yuki uh, comic books that are owed to backers. I think it's FX Unit Yuki ones. Um, but anyway, comic books. Yeah, there's like some black and white ones Ooh. that he's printing. Um, and so I'm printing them for him. Nice. I'm waiting for quotes to come back now. So then. Because and mm-hmm. I think he has to do color ones in the future too, but there's not as many that he's doing of those. Either way, though, like yeah, he hit me up because he does a Saru Patreon tier where you get mm-hmm. a couple prints a month or quarter or however he does it, probably per a tier. And I was like, hey, I didn't even know you did this, and he put sad Saru. That's what he posted. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah. I was like, what's here to have to do to get a picture of my daughter? And I didn't think, like, picture of Barry. No time, Barry. See, you see, this This is this is the appreciation. You know? Depreciation. De- but he, he doesn't think about the cards to JP. He doesn't think about reminding pictures to Saramara for me. You know, this, this. And, and, and JP hasn't eaten dinner tonight either. So both of us are going dinner at uh, the moment. I'm for so our full commitment. right now. So you, full. You think I talk fast? I'm not even going to pause. That's how fast we're going to go through this. <laughs> <laughs> so full right now. Oh. <laughs> yes. You know what else I'm full on? Lots of Switch stuff that came out this week. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about Switch stuff. <laughs> we should talk about Switch, Switch stuff. Let's, let's switch up the conversation I mean, over to the Switch. I mean, I know we're going out of order, but I just have to point out, like, I would say the biggest surprise this week was Skullgirls, yes. second Holy encore hell. from Skybound. I don't know about anybody else, but that was just the craziest release ever. Yes, yeah. there was. I mean, Jeffrey, are you aware of this? You've seen the post, right? You know that this game finally released from Skybound after how long was it? Yeah, I think it was March we put in the pre-orders. Yeah. And wow. the weirdest thing <laughs> is that some people got a UPS notification from a company that was not connected to their Skybound pre-order whatsoever. Other people just got them delivered to their house like me. Like, I just came home and it was there. No notification, nothing. And I go, oh, I guess this came out. And now what's funny is that a lot of people ended up canceling their pre-orders because of the wait, um, which was kind of, I would say, um, like uh, normal at this point for Skybound. They just had like these long delays for all of their online releases. So I remember a lot of friends canceling it going like, you know what? They kind of hinted or they said at one point it's going to come to retail. I'll just wait till then. So they canceled their pre-orders. Now it came out. The people who pre-ordered it got it. But what happened is now they're kind of going back on their word. I've seen uh, people reaching out to them asking if they're still going to be retail. And they're kind of being wishy-washy about it. So now we're not sure what's happening. The price is like tripled on eBay mm-hmm. because now you can't get this anywhere. And I just thought it was it wasn't very it wasn't handled very well. And oh. it's a shame with like a release like this that <clears throat> it's it's now become like a manufactured limited release when it probably shouldn't have been. Um, yes, I I ordered it and I got like every time I checked my order, it just told me that it was delivered. Talking about the uh, the vinyl that they sent us back in October, yep. but mm-hmm. I emailed them. Because the first first pictures went online the day before both of us got it. So I yep. emailed them that day and I said, hey, what's the status with my order? I want to know. Some people are getting it and I can't find anything. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, your order has been sent. Here's the actual mm-hmm. tracking number. So they sent yep. me a tracking number and I clicked it. It was like out for delivery. I was like, wait, what? Really? Like, <laughs> And I never got any notification at all. And it's like it just showed up on my step. And it showed up in a box that was about five times too big. Yes. With 
with just a little piece of bubble. My wife picks it up and goes, I don't know what's in here. And just starts shaking you. Oh, my God. Did they not protect it at all? Sounds like my old warehouse. They used to do that with my books. Like, they're a six-pound book in there in a giant oversized box with, like, a piece of paper in it. And the book shows up mangled to people's houses from the USPS. Jeez. Like, was, it was terribly packaged. It was... I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if this is going to retail. <clears throat> I know they did the Walking Dead. They had that big Walking Dead oh, package, complete yeah. edition. And I was like, oh, my God, I want the complete edition, but I don't want all that other crap. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I said, you know what? I, it's probably going to go to retail, so I didn't buy it. And sure enough, that went to retail. So there's a good chance this will. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> I did ask them. I you know Because the same thing happened. I saw people getting it, and I emailed them that day asking the same thing about the tracking. Then my package got delivered yesterday, and then I got a notification after that, like a response from them saying, like, oh, I see that it's delivered. I go, yeah, I have it already. But then I figured, well, their customer service is talking to me. So I asked if it's possible to buy, like, another copy. I haven't heard back yet, but I'm very curious to see what they're going to say. <laughs> That's interesting, too. I definitely don't yeah. pre-order it either, so. <laughs> What's uh, Nintendo's minimum print run for 5,000 in the U.S. Is it 5,000? And I don't think they sold through 5,000 on their website. Which means they still have to have them available. I just don't know how they're going to release them. So it's going to be very interesting. To see. I would tell people to hold off. Don't unless you really need to get this game for whatever reason. I mean, you can de- you can buy it digitally. I just wouldn't recommend going on eBay right now because the prices are just astronomical. And I guarantee you that by the end of this year, it will come out somewhere. I have to believe that. So I would just tell people to be patient. So um, did you see the post earlier? And I don't know if it was earlier or recently. Um, and I actually can't find it on the group right now. But basically, it was somebody saying, what is everybody's thoughts on essentially um, the limited run motto drying up? And it essentially was because limited run games posted the vitamin yep. connection leftovers are available this weekend and they were saying I know exactly like what you're talking about yeah and they were saying oh so what do you all think about the limited run now my first initial thoughts before before I ask both of you your thoughts is that mm-hmm. limited run games rounds up so yes. like if say for example 5020 people pre-order it they're ordering six thousand so mm-hmm. <laughs> like then there would be 900 extras that would have available for this quote-unquote weekend sale so they always order extras as well just because you know dunnage and everything and people getting mangled packages they can replace them so um but he went off on a tangent i saw a lot of people posting thoughts on it about like different companies and just the quality of releases and that Basically, that these companies are putting out games faster than quality games are coming out, which I completely disagree with. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts before I continue? <laughs> Barry, you go first. <clears throat> um, well, the rounding up thing is uh, 100% true, and yep. they definitely hold back to make sure that all those that pre-order get their copies and they're satisfied with their copies before they sell off any of the others. Um, I don't think it's necessarily drying up. I think there's more of a demand for certain games than there are for others. I think that's Mm -hmm. a a given. Yes. And I don't think it's necessarily a sign of anything. There are definitely some amazing quality games 
pretty much every week. And there's a ton of quality games that are still digital only. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, know I the, mean, Barry, I might have a, like a hundred games in a section in the volume one of the book when there was hardly any games released that need to come yeah. out physically. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's a ton, and and I know some get announced super early, like Real Mist got announced at E3 and is now finally getting you know coming out. Um, so I I would just say all you're doing is you're kind of the sky is falling you're, you're pretty much playing chicken little you're over exaggerating your sky is falling the sky is falling and that's not necessarily true at all and and while there may not be as much of a demand for for this particular game even if it is from way forward um for all we know there was 5001 just right. over and they're like oh man you know we have to order an extra thousand mm-hmm. And now we're going to sit on it. Um, the stuff will sell. And, and I mean, and it makes sense to bring extras to conventions because they're going to conventions yeah. all the time. And like to not have stuff on the table would be a miss right. because people are looking for stuff. So, I mean, they got to bring extra stuff. I do the same thing don't with my own about the pop-up shop where they put exclusive stuff at the pop-up shop. And if yeah. you don't live yeah. anywhere near North Carolina, you're screwed. <laughs> hey, I live pretty close now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you might be going for us. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I will say... I'm, you know, I'm on their website now. The Vitamin Connection Collector's Edition sold out. So they had the regular and the CE up today. The CE sold out. I don't know how many they had of that one. The regular one, I do have a feeling it would probably sell out for a few reasons. One is that even their comments on Twitter were, you know, people were didn't have any reviews because the game was so new that nobody really had a chance to even play it aside from watching a trailer. So a few reviews have gone out since then, which I think has helped now made people more aware of this game. Um, and I, I think that's a fair point. There's a lot of games that come out on the eShop that people just don't know about, right? Yeah. A lot, of, you know, many of us know about the big titles that get the big publicity, the AAA games, but there's so many like great indie games that just don't have the budget, maybe, and then just kind of get pushed to the side when so many releases come out. So I think for people to say like, oh, they're just putting out game after game, it's like, yeah, but. So many times people aren't even aware of that game. They haven't done the research. They just maybe look at the cover. They look at a screenshot. And, I mean, you know, not to jump from limited run to super rare, but Octahedron even. It's a great game. People weren't even that aware of it. And they just saw the screenshots that looked very simplistic. And they go, oh, it's like another hard platformer, another puzzle game, something like that. And, I don't know, I think, I think the... The negative people are more vocal. That's what we really see. Vocal we see the minority. People, like said, vocal minority. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, so many times on what I've been seeing lately is Facebook tends to bring out more. I don't want to always say negative comments, but the more opposing comments. Where on Twitter, a lot more people seem aware of the games coming out, excited about the games, and I don't know what it is about both platforms that's bringing out like the the different personalities. But no, I mean I. There's a lot of games coming out, but I will say that you have to remember that not everybody is a full set collector, and yeah. you need you need companies to bring out so many different types of games to bring in people because what you like and what I like may not be what Jeffrey likes, and Jeffrey's waiting for that one point and click game that that just draws him in, and then that company brings it out, but they're bringing it out with other genres as well at the same time. Yeah. So you See, have to kind of remember. Yeah. No. No. Go. Continue. Sorry. I oh, know. No, I was just going to say that, you know, I had a chance to meet George from Super Rare a few weeks ago in New York, and I asked him this, too, because he had announced that they're bringing 18 games this year as opposed to their 12, you know, one a month. And he said, 
there's so many wonderful indie games that I just want to make sure that we cover them all because you never know what someone is going to get attracted to. And I think that's a fair point. You know, they number their games, but at the same time, not everyone's going for every single number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, See, there's, yeah. a, there's a level of entitlement that has been in the social uh, network of, of gaming communities as of late. And it's been there for a couple of years now where now that people have a platform, they, they, they express that like you see it a lot like in a nintendo direct oh that nintendo direct sucked because it was nothing for me well (laughs) just because there's nothing for you doesn't mean there's not other things for other people and it's the same with with any game coming out you know just because a game isn't particularly tailored to you doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. there aren't fans of that game these developers don't sit down and go well we got to make a game just for person x and make sure it's perfect for him and and screw everybody else so if you come to a topic and they're talking negatively about this, now there's nothing wrong with being negative and if that's how you want to be. But if you see, let's say, 100 people commenting negative things, and you mm-hmm. go, wow, there's a, that's a, clearly this is a big thing. That's 100 people. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's 100 people. That's nothing. That is not even a drop in the hat when it mm-hmm. talks talk about the gaming community. There are 50 million Switches out there. 100 people is nothing. Mm-hmm. So in your community, it feels like a lot. It feels and like a lot because you see only that, and the people who right. are satisfied are quiet. Yeah. So you don't hear their voices. There's well, one, one interesting thing is that, sorry, on Super Rare's Facebook page, when I'm going back to... Um, World of Goo. So that game is the newest one. It's their first steel book. So I'm just letting people know there's 6% left on their <coughs> website nice. for the steel book bundle. So it's going to sell out. There's no doubt about that. But there was this one guy that just started talking about how he didn't like puzzle games and how people today just like puzzle games because they're easy and they're simple. And nobody well, the wants Goo to take the time. Easy. <laughs> exactly. And you know what he was like? He's like, you know what? They're just bringing out puzzle games. They're just bringing out puzzle games. And this is all people want nowadays. And it's just so sad. And he's just like going on and on. And people are trying to explain to him like World of Goo is a fantastic game. And, you know, even George was like, we only have a few puzzle games. Like, look at our entire library. <laughs> I was just saying, they might have two. <laughs> they have 27 <laughs> games out. They have RPGs, point and click. They have everything. And, you know, he sees a puzzle game. But this guy is so against it that everyone else has to be against it. And I'd love to see I, him versus everyone who likes Tetris go against each other. Yeah. You know, just, just give him a bat and give everybody else bats, and let's see who wins that fight. <laughs> but yeah, World of Goo, I mean, fantastic game. And I, I think a lot of people don't even know about it because the people who do couldn't stop talking about it, right? From the Wii days to yeah. now, they're just like, oh my God, we're getting it physically on a Nintendo console. This game is fantastic. There's so much in the game. And then other people who know nothing about it, just look at, again, look at the cover, look at the screenshots and go, oh, a puzzle game? Like, what's so special about this? And they, they don't do the research. That's the problem. People are so quick to judge what's coming out without even, like, taking the time to learn about the game. And it's definitely in, it's, it, but it's definitely in the digital-only section of yep. the Switch Collector as well. Yeah. So, like, it's another game that's covered, but there's, like, so many that are covered that haven't had a release and this is one of the many and and the fact is is that just because a couple people don't like it um one thing i was going to say to put things into perspective was and realize how out of touch and how crazy it is is go to something like i did today i went to 
a an elementary school daddy daughter dance with my daughter and it's literally watching all these kids know all these songs i have no clue about and they're all dancing. <laughs> i'm like watching it and i'm like oh my god i'm old and like but all the other dads are there we're watching the craziness go on but it's like there's people from all generations that are dealing with the switch there's old school gamers like myself and then there's newer gamers that are literally like eight years old like my daughter playing games and so people from all generations like people that grew up on the wii version of world of goo are gonna love that that game's coming out yeah and, and honestly it's kind of disappointing that it won't be in stores because there's a lot of people that played the wii that is in a different type of market a very casual market that aren't going online buying switch games in limited amounts so they're right. they, they would see it at walmart and they're like oh my god i remember seeing that on my switch and mm-hmm. now well, they're not they gonna see download it, it. yes so exactly but yeah, if you were there at the Wii launch, I mean, the the big the big game obviously was Twilight Princess, but mm-hmm. the big discovery was World of Goo and Little Inferno were like the two yes. yep. creme de la creme digital titles at the Wii launch that people wouldn't stop talking about uh, because they really showed off what the Wii can do and with the motion. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see World of Goo getting a physical on the Switch, and I, I would love to see Little Inferno to go next to it just because mm-hmm. of that. That story with the the original Wii. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, you know the um, Human Resource Machine, which is their other game. Yeah, uh, that yeah. is coming out in Japan, and it's going to support English. So, get an English release, or at least like a proper English release. I mean, like, as of right know. now, no. So it's just going to be in Japan. And then, um, what was interesting initially is that the the Jap- Japan eShop only showed Japanese as the language. And I reached out to them on Twitter. I was like, hey, I see you're getting this physical in Japan. Do you think you're going to make a patch for it or will it support English? And they're like, oh, no, it supports English. The eShop just never updated their page. I go, woohoo, pre-order. So we're at least getting the game. You have to import it, but at least it's another one of Tomorrow Corp's uh, releases, which is pretty cool. And and the one thing that um, JP said earlier that was interesting is that, like, there's so much stuff coming out that it's tough for people to keep up with. And yes. even myself, like, I go into the eShop every week and I look at what's coming out and I do the um, the favorites, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's going to help me build, like, a later category for, you know, games that haven't come out physically. But also, like, I go back through and then I find out stuff for, like, deals and things. Because games go down to, like, under a dollar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, there's so many games out there that just look amazing, and there's just not enough time or money to go digital only with some of these mm-hmm. titles. And so, like, hopefully someday everything comes out physically. That'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. However, Kama, you mentioned 5,000 print run minimum, and that's not a cheap amount. Like, it's pretty expensive to do 5,000 copies. So, like, mm-hmm. if it does dry up, that would be a sad day. Because then we would get a lot less physical games for the Switch. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know companies, I mean, any company selling games wants to sell out fast, right? I mean, that's just, you, you make all these games, you want to sell them. I, as a consumer, I see it a little bit differently. Yes, I want them all to sell out, but I don't mind, you know, seeing games still on a website because people are coming into the Switch at so many different times, right? I mean, Animal Crossing is, is coming out and that's going to be the first time 
certain people are going to be playing the Switch. That's the game that's bringing them in. You have the Coral Nintendo Switch Lite. That's going to bring in people. And people are going to learn about these limited companies. I wouldn't want to be someone <laughs> coming in. Casually what? mentions a new Switch release without us talking about it. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's JP. I'm, I, that's me. I got to just bring it in. No, but the point is... And like, Nintendo are a bunch your... of a-holes for doing that, by the way, because I bought my daughter the limited... <laughs> Pokemon Switch Pokemon, for Christmas, yep. and now they have a pink Switch, like a coral Switch. You know, like, really? That My daughter sees it, she's like, oh my god, I'm like, you're not getting it. <laughs> if, GameStop, if GameStop is smart, they would do a trade-in program. Yeah. I know they did that a while back, I think when the upgraded version was coming out. I think it's smart that if they're going to bring new colors and new consoles, they should work with the, the retailers to offer some kind of promotion to let people upgrade again. But, alright, I digress. What I was trying to say is that <laughs> if I came into the Switch in year three and I learned about limited companies and I went to their website and saw nothing except we you know whatever the next game is coming out, I'd be like, wow, I missed a lot. But coming onto a site and seeing maybe four to five games still available, I go, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I can jump in and get some of their older titles. You know, to me, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> you'd, only you miss, you'd only miss 24 when, games for limited or for super rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when I uh, we did a video game con last year, I wound up meeting uh, someone who's a really cool guy. Uh, we've become friends since, and he had never heard of Limited Run and, until we came to my booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about it because I had some some of my dupes up for sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided to go and, and check out the site. And sure enough, they had a few, you know, the pre-orders still open. So he was mm-hmm. able to grab those, and he was able to see what had, he had missed. And I had a lot of the, the older stuff, so he was able to grab that way. And he's like, oh, man, I never knew about the site. Now he checks it every week, and he's mm-hmm. diligent. And he was so thankful to at least be able to get a few of the back catalog right from them. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that is important. I think, well, yes, as the people who go to these sites and go, oh, my God, it's not sold out yet. Right. Oh, my God, it's not sold out yet. They're in it for the wrong reason. They yeah. want it to be sold out because they want their purchase to instantly gain money and be worth mm-hmm. more so that they can either True resell it right story. away or sell it yep. later on. And you yep. know what? There's nothing wrong with wanting your purchase to be worth more money, obviously. Right. But when it comes to the detriment that other people can't enjoy it, mm-hmm. that – becomes toxic it's yeah. nothing wrong with having a game sit in stock for a little longer for let to let other people get a chance at it eventually it will sell out it yeah. may not go from from forty dollars to two hundred dollars overnight and if that's what you're looking for then you're in the wrong business this is not what you should be doing but mm-hmm. if you're in the business of wanting great great digital games getting physical releases that the mass audience can now enjoy mm-hmm. because they do enjoy physical and they don't want to go digital then then you should be happy you should be happy yeah. that there's at least 5000 physical copies that that there's people who may have never have played certain games are now getting to experience them uh, because there's a physical like myself i am not a digital person um un- unless there's a code like like with wired but you know, even when on the playcast, you know, we play games like Downwell and, and Gigantic Army that I never would have played, but because there was a physical release, I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm I, I know about these games. I'm going to play them, and they may not always be the winners, but mm-hmm. but you know what? At least I got to experience it, and I think that's the main goal. So. Mm-hmm. Think about why you're looking yeah. at limited run to begin with, and if you're looking at it to make money, then then your voice doesn't matter in the sense of the grand scheme of things because you're not in it for the game, and yeah. the people that are in it for the game that want the exposure that want you know 
new genres and, and to try new things. That's what these developers are doing. And like Super Rare, like George is doing a, a mesh of a bunch of genres so that there's something for everybody. So if yeah. this release isn't for you, just wait till next month. Maybe yeah. next month will be perfect for you and not for somebody else. Well, and think about it from the creator standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like I, I talk with a lot of game developers and, you know, the most thing that you see, the, the biggest thing you see across the board is people just want, like creators, just want people to enjoy what they've mm -hmm. made. So, like, if it's not available, if it's so limited that 10 people can get it and they could have printed a thousand, like, I get it mm -hmm. if a company can't afford it, but if they could afford to, to print extra and more mm -hmm. people can enjoy it, then why not have some extra available on their website? Right. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, and that's the thing. So, people don't know, like, especially with like Vitamin Connection, like, maybe Limited Run Games ordered. 3,000 extra copies, like, and mm -hmm. just so they could have extra because they knew people would like it because it's way forward. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, I to yeah. me, that would be smart because, again, like, more people get to enjoy the game. They're about preservation. Um, obviously, yeah. they found a good business model, but they're about preservation, mostly. Um, so, again. Yeah. And that's another thing. Not everybody is going to discover this game right away. There yeah. are people who maybe they they have some limited run, but they just the hard times. They can't buy games right now, or they just have other things going on in their life, and maybe they won't discover Vitamin Connection for <clears throat> let's say three years. They mm -hmm. suddenly come across it. Oh, this is a way forward game. I like way forward games. To have it available and let them be able to purchase it at an affordable price is good thing. That's a good thing that that lets them now enjoy this game. It, way forward I'm sure will be very happy that a new fan can now pick up and play this game. And and really that's a good thing for the industry as a whole. It mm -hmm. is, you know, the idea of money 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 is not a positive outlook. It it is about the games, it's about having fun, it's about reaching new audiences and, and sharing your creations. These games are made by creators. And if you made a game, you would want that to be shared and you you know, with everybody that could play it. And you would want mm -hmm. that played by everybody. That's the goal. The same with movies, same with books, same with any type of medium of entertainment. You want other people to enjoy it. And and that's just it. This is a gateway to let more people enjoy it. So we should all be happy. We should all be promoting this. We should all be, you mm -hmm. know, advertising and saying hey check this out because this is something you might be interested in and mm -hmm. who knows you might discover a whole new genre that you didn't know you liked because yep. you never played a game from it and now suddenly you're a fan yep. and i mean i'm the pickiest collector out of the group here and like i don't dog anything that i'm not quote unquote interested in um, however, I've you been keep shooting down all the visual novels I keep suggesting. <laughs> Damn it! What are you talking about? As we're playing a walking simulator, um, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's ways to get me to play games. Um, but it's one of those things, though, where like I don't quote unquote dog the games, but like I'm like it's there's no reason why somebody else can't get it and enjoy it, and the creators of those games want their games out there, like. Yeah, absolutely. Brass tax. Speaking of us uh, shooting down uh, Barry, Barry needs to sell JP and I on uh, the game of the week. <laughs> Which is that? So, the game of the week. <laughs> the game of the week is... Um, so Barry's been playing and has completed. No time. No time Barry, mind you. It's beating the RPG. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. 
Sharp beat it F-E already? Encore. Yes. I beat yes. It. I beat it this morning. How many hours did it take? <laughs> uh, I think it was 52. I'm Only, sorry, what? No time. <laughs> well, no, but that, that, that's with like everything. Moving but. on. <laughs> so I you're can, not gonna so, sell me on a 52 hour game when i can't even play a... so so barry i could i could lay the wallpaper the general wallpaper on the game for you if you'd like um, sure go for it so tokyo mirage sessions can't say it fe um it's like a, it's a sharp <laughs> sign a hashtag sign it's it's called sharp fe sharp sharp fee sharp sharp F- 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 um, it's a 2015 crossover role-playing game developed by Atlas and published by Nintendo, originally for the Wii U home console. Combines gameplay narrative and aesthetic items and elements from uh, Shin Megami Tensei and the Fire Emblem series. Um, and it was released in December of 2015, worldwide in June of 2016. And the enhanced port that Barry will be talking about, the Encore version was released uh, January 17th of 2020, so less than uh, about a month a- ago. However, Barry just started playing it because he has no time. Um, <laughs> it took me three weeks. Um, I'm not going to go into the actual plot or anything of the game like that it shows over here just because um, I'm assuming Barry will go into a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is uh, an excellent game that I've been recommended multiple times again but like i get the same anxiety that jp does because like <laughs> i can't even at work have a cell phone and uh, like, jp's asking me questions all day and i'm like i hit him up i'm like i'm driving home from work now like what's up and i have to like call him because i can't even text while i'm driving so um so like a 52 hour rpg is something that i couldn't fathom right now but the key is mm-hmm. is right now you're playing dragon quest 11 which is like 100 hours mm-hmm. and i've been playing it since uh, october um so <laughs> <laughs> so that being said though barry uh take it away <laughs> um yeah so this this game i went into it kind of blind i got the wii u version i didn't play it and i was like you know what i really should give this a chance and what this game does well is it's structured uh, by via chapters. <clears throat> There's six chapters in the game, and in between every chapter is an interlude, like an inter- interlude where you can pretty much um, kind of do some side quests, take a break. You don't have to worry about it. But the game is one of those where there's no real rush. Like even when it's like, oh my god, we got to go here, you can go do some other side quest. You can go get all around. You can. There's no real timer or anything like that, which is good. Um, the story is very much an Atlas game, and, and what I mean by that is it takes a lot of elements from the Shimigami Tensei style and the Persona style to the point that there's even an element called Performa, which you can easily tell that's you know, obviously from Persona. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you play... What? <clears throat> what? Who knew? But you, you play a... Uh, uh, they change it. I think an 18-year-old now. I think in the Japanese version it was 16 but they well, aged everybody yeah. up to eighteen. They have to age everybody up to eighteen, <laughs> otherwise it gets a little creepy. Yeah, so you're you're an eighteen year old high school student, and uh, you pretty much you start off. You go to this like talent show, and all this weird stuff starts happening, and like all these like demon type things, which are called uh, mirages, start coming and like possessing people and, and draining them of their their performa, and they kidnap your childhood friend. 
and bring mm-hmm. them to this place called the Idol Sphere, which is the equivalent of a dungeon. It's almost like an alternate world kind of deal. So you have to go follow and, and rescue her. And in doing so, you wind up uh, freeing one of the mirages, which turns out to be Krom from Fire Emblem Awakening, who oh, becomes cool. your personal uh, your personal mirage. And together, you can now start fighting. And you rescue your childhood friend who has her own, I think it's Seda from Fire Emblem, um, becomes her mirage. So instead of instead of uh, personas, they're, they're mirages, and they're all Fire Emblem characters. <clears throat> so... You get your whole party eventually, and and way it works is you work for this company called Fortuna Entertainment, and everybody is a performer. It's all mm. about music, about uh, TV. It's about you know acting. So it's you know you set in Tokyo, and it's the entertainment field. So while you're doing these, oh wow, cool, we're gonna do a new single, we're gonna do a concert. All this crazy demonic stuff is happening in the background with those mirages mm. trying to invade the world and take over. And you have to constantly go into these different idol spheres, and every one of them is like beyond stylistic. Like <clears throat> one of them is like a department store, and you have to go through these mannequins to go up levels. And the mannequins are giant, and you have to like choose which which way you want the arms to move to go to different levels. One of them's a TV studio where you have to like go into the right. Um, rooms and it shows like a monitor constantly changes like oh the next showing is in this room and you got to go to that room Um, another one's like a film set Um, it's just like really stylistic um, choices one of them's like a a Tokyo style but it's all like photographs uh, and there's like they capture like all these people so you see the people's photographs up on the walls and uh, just the it's just a really very well designed game and the highlight is by far the battle system um, the battle system is very unique. <clears throat> it's turn-based. You got three people in your party. But the cool thing is, is there's something called sessions. And what that is, is when you when it's your turn, you could either attack or you could do a special move. If you decide to do a special move, <clears throat> you can form a session. So if one of your party members has a, a move that goes along with it, they do their move as well. Not on their turn, on your turn. So if all three of your people in your party have coinciding moves, you do one action and then they get to each do their corresponding action, which is like, oh, cool. You got three attacks for the price of one. But it gets crazier because as you get more people in your party, you can gain traits with them so that they can join in on sessions even if they're not in your active party. Then use also supporting cast that you can gain access for them to join in on your sessions. (laughs) So you can do one attack and have nine follow-ups. But then it gets even crazier because then there's also, as you go through the stories, you get what's called duets, where if two people start acting well enough, they could, like they perform a song together, they can perform a duet. And if you're lucky and one pops up, they can like deal damage while restoring all your HP. And that a duet happens after the end of a session. But when a duet happens, the session resets. So, like, there are times where I've done, like, 25 attacks in one move, and it's like, holy crap, because you can get a duet after a duet, and it's, it's like, that kind of craziness makes it a lot of fun, because you never know what, you, what you're going to expect, and that's the strategy. But in order to get a session, you have to do a weak point. You can't just do an action and, oh, it's going to work. If this enemy is, like, weak to swords and you attack with a sword, you can then do it. But if mm-hmm. they're immune to swords or they're not weak to swords, you can still do that action, but you're not going to perform. So you really have to plan accordingly. And you can change out party members all you want. Like, it doesn't cost you a turn. There's no penalty. Um, but your lead character is stuck there. Um, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff. The, the encore, 
adds a very small little dungeon uh, that you do in three parts with its own little story. Um, it's cute. You got a couple costumes, like a Joker costume from Persona 5. Um, it's it's not like, oh my god, amazing. It's not like you're totally missing things, but um, I do recommend the Switch version. Um, the Fire Emblem elements are very low, though. So if you're like, oh, I love Fire Emblem, I'm going to love this. It's not a Fire Emblem game. All the mirages that you have in your party are from Fire Emblem. The music, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Fire Emblem music um, that they take, and it's really cool remixes. And especially the, the very end, it's like it starts like more of a Shimigami Tensei game, but at the end of the game is actually more like Fire Emblem. Like the story gets very Fire Emblem esque. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of cool backstory because none of the mirages have their memory, and they come from the Fire Emblem world, so they start to mm-hmm. get, and and they actually perform at one point like a giant opera. A, a vocalized opera for Fire Emblem uh, to the Fire Emblem theme. It's really, really cool. Um, it is all Japanese in terms of audio. It is English text. Um, it was like that with the Wii U as well. So even like when they're performing songs, it's all Japanese. You can see the subtitles on the, on the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. Don't let that deter you. Um, you know, <laughs> just you have to read, obviously. But I really hope this game does well. Um, it it is on the longer side in terms of that, but because it's broken up into chapters, you can you know take it as you will, and there's no rush. There's little side quests, there's a bunch of side quests, and and you know characters may start off hating you, and then you you wind up building rapport with them, and everybody's different, everybody's quirky. You know they there are all different stereotypes in the same sense. You know like there's one girl who thinks she belongs in Hollywood, and and she's like half Japanese, so she feels more entitled than other people because she's she's been to Hollywood before, but it's only been on like a family vacation. But she doesn't tell you that. It's like, oh, I'm a Hollywood actor, and you know, one person's already like a a, a popular singer, and like one of the other members is like a, a fangirl of that one. So it's like, oh my god, super nervous around her. So um, one guy thinks he's like top notch, while another guy wants to be a Power Ranger. Like, there's a whole b- great difference. I'm sorry, you said Power Ranger? <clears throat> yes. Yes, yeah, so guys, like a, I gotta go. I gotta start oh, playing. More like a <laughs> JV's got him. But yeah, but yeah, he and they, they even do that. Like one of his special moves, he's got like the the out the Power Ranger type outfit and he attacks and all that. Like it's really really cool. And the 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 choice in of dialogue and, and like the terminology, I guess I should say, is all done for the entertainment industry. So like instead of the party menu, it's the casting menu. Mm-hmm. Instead of your equipment, it's wardrobe. Um, stuff like that. I think it's just it sells the whole atmosphere that you are part of an entertainment uh, company. But yeah, I I went into it blind. I really fell in love with it. At first, I wasn't even sure if I was going to finish the game. I'll be honest, because it starts a little slow, and I'm like, oh, I'm only in chapter one or two, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to really finish this. But then the story picked up. It hooked me, and like the battle system again starts off slow. But once I started doing, you know, five sessions, I was like, this is fun. And by the time I was doing twenty five sessions. Uh, per attack, I was like, "This is a blast! Like, this mm-hmm. is this is just insane." Uh, it does have an auto attack uh, feature where you can do auto battle if the enemies are low, but I, I really wouldn't worry about that. Um, there is one other thing: <clears throat> the um, when you defeat enemies, you get kind of materials. You could use those to craft not only traits but also new weapons. Every new weapon comes with skills that you can learn from using that weapon, a la like Final Fantasy Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike you know, Final Fantasy Nine, where you could have like a thousand different things. You only have like six skill slots. So if you gain a seven skill, you got to choose like Pokemon. Which ones do you want? Um, same with like traits and stuff like that. So there is an element of strategy there. But mm. yeah, the, there's like the completionist. Oh, I got to try to get all the weapons. And you could also upgrade your you know 
like Crom can go from a lord to you know a, a, like a, another type. I forget what they, they each each per uh, each mirage can go up two different levels. Um, you know, like one can go to like a paladin or to a sorceress and stuff like that. So this class it's changes. sounding more and more of overwhelming, isn't it? <laughs> At least to me. <laughs> oh, you know, if you had to convince me in the game, I you could have just saved yourself twenty minutes. Just said Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> I will try that. I would have there, tried it. There is very much. Uh, actually, the you you get him. He's your your guy, best friend. He he is an actor in Power Rangers, and he has a really cool side story where like this kid doesn't think there's such a thing as heroes, and he wants to prove to the kid like, oh, don't give up on the world as heroes. So he goes out to be a Power Ranger, and he winds up getting cast as like the villain. <laughs> so he's like depressed, and now he's the villain, but he's got to try to work up to be the Power Ranger to be a hero to the kid. And oh you my. Know, it's really, really touching, and like this, the, some of the side stories are are really deep. I mean, I'm, nice. I'm thinking with the portability of the Switch, imagining Barry in a like subway playing this on full blast, <laughs> doing duets and singing. <laughs> well, thankfully, you don't have to do any of the singing. <laughs> he does all of the singing. As a, <laughs> it's a tree. <laughs> it's, it's very, very much in touch with Japanese culture, though. Like, so if, yeah. if you don't like anime or quirky stuff like that like you will probably be turned off which is a sad thing because the battle system alone makes it a great rpg but if you if you like that quirkiness of anime uh mm-hmm. like there's one one duet of a, a guy and a girl and the the girl's like his his he, he treats her like a niece and she treats him like a like a big uncle and like he wants to be like her companion all the time so he he's like dressed up as a dog, and, and like she plays with him as as her duet. But instead of like a bone, it's an axe. So she takes this axe and like throws it at the enemy, and he runs at it with a dog and he catches it in his mouth. Like it's quirky as hell, but it's it's so awesome at the same time. That's crazy. That kind of like the whole atmosphere reminds me of back in the day on the PS2 Final Fantasy X2, which is also yeah. on the Switch now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that type of vibe. Yeah. Uh, much so it, it's definitely worth checking out i wish i don't know if there's a demo but if you like rpgs and like you enjoy unique battle systems like bravely default had and, and this one definitely goes up there is a very unique battle system in fact one of my favorite battle systems in all rpgs i'll be honest with you i, I had mean, a lot of battle the thing systems. is this might be a game to get my daughter into rpgs though because she's obsessed with anime and reading manga so and she, she'll yeah i mean she just doesn't have the the patience for a long game right now, like outside of crafting and well, creating that's why things. It's broken into you know chapters, so it's at least easier to do yeah. because you can just break each into sections. Oh, I'm just going to do a side story. You know, you have a cell phone. People contact you with a cell phone, like Persona Five. Um, there is. You mentioned like liking anime. There's there's a whole bunch of anime tropes um, totally in there, and and I I think that's part of the atmosphere and part of the fun part of it. It's mm-hmm. definitely one of those games where if if you wanted to, you could play along with her. You just have to slow, you know, know that it it is a slower start. Um, mm-hmm. It throws a lot at you right at the beginning, and a lot of it would be like, I don't really care. Um, the difficulty <laughs> you can choose a bunch of different difficulties. Uh, I beat it on easy. I didn't go crazy, but it, the first time you die, um, it does give you a new easy, uh, new new level called friendly, which I did not touch. But that's even easier just if you want the story. Also, if you die, there's no game over. Like it just lets you retry as if you never fought that battle, so it takes you right before that battle. Um, so it's that's it's good. really nice. Enemies are on the field too; they pop up, so you can you can actually hit them uh, to get a first first strike, or hit them and knock them down, and then just run past them if you don't want to fight. 
Mm-hmm. So it's um, kind of creepy. So <laughs> to um to put a bow on this, JP, what are the chances of you actually uh playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions in the next millennia? I mean, I, I feel like I just played it. Yeah. <laughs> He's it making excuses good. already, Barry. <laughs> I didn't even talk about anything in the story. You didn't play it. Yeah, exactly. He didn't touch the That's story. True. He touched about like the mechanics. It. No, it's... I mean, I may so, try it. I just don't think I'd have time to play it. I would say, to me, it sounds like something that is, like, perfect when it comes to gameplay mechanics... Um, battle system sounds awesome. I like all the combinations, the craziness, the madness. Um, now the story itself, that might be a little bit over the top, like for what I am used to. However, again, (laughs) though, might be perfect to play with my daughter, which to me, that's a selling point. And I got to get her into it. If she says, Hey, I'm interested Buy it, then I'll, um, I might be tempted. But I, I, I don't know any of Like, there's also like ad lib performances. So, like, one, one segment, one of the girls does like a, a soda commercial where, you know, she's like on a beach and, you know, drinking soda. It's a it's typical commercial. Uh, but once she does that, she can then do an ad lib, which when you do like your normal attack, there's a chance that they'll do an ad lib instead, where now she'll actually do that commercial, like in her bikini, drinking the soda, surfing down a wave into the enemies, dealing damage on all the enemies Whoa. instead. <laughs> ridiculous it's ridiculous and awesome and of course if you do an ad lib it's guaranteed to do a session regardless of weakness so it's and it just does extra damage to everything so there's like a bunch of rng in there as well but it's it just makes it that much more exciting when one of those pop up that's Mm -hmm. insane (laughs) that's craziness though um yeah i mean so to me it sounds like a, a cool game i i don't own it yet so it's obviously to my to buy list. It was in my to buy list for the uh, the Wii U, and I didn't get it yet. So, um, I need the version over it for the extra stuff. Yeah, and and I would say absolutely um, one of those games, just like Animal Crossing, which I'm not super um, interested in for myself. But my daughter saw the the trailer and some of the new stuff, and was excited about the character creations. So, again, well, we talk about the direct. So, so we can move over to uh, the direct. Are you are you good, Barry? Or is there anything else you want to close up with with Tokyo? No, I mean I really enjoyed it. Um, my recommendation is for people to definitely play it if you like RPGs and you like unique battle systems. If you like anime, it's an extra bonus. If you like SMT and Atlas games, um, it's definitely mm-hmm. a bonus. And if you enjoy Fire Emblem, don't go into it thinking, oh, this is the fire another Fire Emblem game for the Switch because it's mm-hmm. not. It just has Fire Emblem elements. Yeah. But the music for you is awesome for Fire Emblem, though. Cool. Nice. All right. So JP um, sent Barry and I say, hey, did you see the um, the Nintendo Direct? And I was like, no. And then I didn't realize that JP also didn't see it. And Barry was <laughs> the one who saw it. This was a busy week. <laughs> um, couldn't, couldn't I, 25 minutes. I did watch a, a hype like response video or something on YouTube where they talked about all the new stuff. And that's what I was showing my daughter, um, with all the creation aspects and stuff. So, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I'm definitely interested in, in playing it if I can play it with her. Um, but, but so what are the new items for the, uh, for the direct? What did they show? Cause it was a long direct. Yeah, it was like 25 minutes. They showed a bunch of stuff. Um, some of the new things are the fact that you can terraform your island. You can 
you know, build cliffs. You can take away cliffs. You can add water. You yeah. can build br- manual bridges. You can also... You can, um, like, move your house or move your buildings move, around after they're created. Yep. Move all buildings around after you're created. You have the pole vault to jump across gaps, but you could also build bridges. You have a little step ladder or, like, a little ladder kind of you carry around so you can actually climb up cliffs, but you could also build stairs. There's uh, new elements like scorpions that can also get you like new new types of insects, which is which I think is really neat. And you can carry medicine around to heal that. There's a fast travel system on your island, which I don't know why you would need it, but there's a fast travel system where you get picked up by helicopter and dropped off at your house. If you get lost, mm-hmm. I read. <laughs> yeah, if you get lost. I don't I don't know, I don't know why you get to pick your island from the start. Like which which you got like four different choices it showed. You get to pick which one you want. You can recruit villagers um, from other islands. You can you can go to random islands and and take like trees and you know like fruit and flower around. Yeah, that's well, cool. like the big thing with the original was like you started your island and you only have one fruit, but there were five total. So you would have to like visit other towns and trade fruit and then plant those fruit to grow into trees so you can grow all the fruit. Um, there's you know seasonal villagers, but unlike like the GameCube version where if you put the GameCube version in and you put your clock to Christmas, you boot it up. There's Jingle and you could do the Christmas event. In this game, they're all DLC, free DLC, so you can't cheat the system. You have to actually wait for that patch to go live. And the first patch is going to be live on day one, which is for Bunny Day, aka Easter. Um, so you- I I did notice they mentioned free DLC a bunch. And I think that there was a rumored microtransaction aspect to Animal Crossing where a lot of people on the internets were um, were pretty negative about it. Like, oh, how are they going to, why are they going to do microtransactions? I don't trust it. I don't trust Nintendo. And it's like, they're probably, with their mainline titles, they usually go a lot of free DLC. Yeah, it's not, it's not. It's just DLC because they, they didn't want people to skip ahead because people would, they do that with Animal Crossing. They'll skip ahead, get all the furniture, then come back and go, I got all the furniture ready. Because yeah. the thing is, an Animal Crossing is a slow burn game. It's a game that you're supposed to play a little bit every day until you know for, for a year or two. It's not meant to be, I'm going to binge through this in a week or two and be done with it and put it down. Yeah, Barry. People, yeah, Barry. <laughs> you, mean, you tell him. I don't. You tell him, Steve Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This is, I skipped dinner for this. This is what. I, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, I like Hangry Berry. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> I poked the berry. Oh. Where are these jokes actually, at the beginning of the episode, more, JP? You know what? That sounds more wrong than right. <laughs> yes. yes. This this is a this is a general audience's podcast. Yes. I don't know where you're going with this, JP. I don't know either. I'm gonna I'm gonna just Especially when you live right down the road from Barry. What do you I know. <laughs> One day we're gonna just record it together. Uh-oh. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> No, nope, my audio won't be so bad then. <laughs> well, if you go to if Barry goes to your yeah. place, it'll still be. Oh, bad. Yeah, no, no, that that'd be horrible. <laughs> but uh, but no, what are we talking about the Animal Crossing direct. Oh yeah, yeah. poking so the, the Barry. Reception. That's what we're talking about. Oh, my God, this is this is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> uh, no, the reception I've been very pleased with. A lot of people are very happy. A lot of people are sold on it. A lot of people can't wait for Animal Crossing. And it was already a big title, but I saw a lot of people. I don't know about this whole. You know, island thing. I'm gonna wait and see. But now, so many people are sold. Um, just all the different things you can do, and and one big thing which is interesting is the amiibo functionality is back. Yeah. You can use pretty much all mm-hmm. the 
figures, um, the ones that you can't, will be added later on. And all the cards, which I'm happy about because I have all the cards, I saw that like in Japan they're getting a re-release, um, possibly in the Americas as well. But now the cards are going for ridiculous prices on eBay when of that information came out. Of course they are. Scalpers yeah, went nuts. They went, woohoo, and they just started lifting all their all their stuff up there for ridiculous prices. So Jeez. I don't think there's going to be any new Animal Crossing Amiibo. They might re-release like another mm-hmm. Goal, but hopefully they do with the cards as well. Um, I see, I see I, them at like GameStop for like pennies right now. Buy them now. Didn't, um, didn't they have the Animal Crossing amiibos at like five below? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah buy them. Um, the cool thing you could do with the amiibo, especially the cards, is the cards are all different villagers. So if there's mm-hmm. a particular villager you like, you can use the the card amiibo. And then it looks like you go to like a special island or with a camp with them, and you could recruit them to come to your island. So cool. you you could literally build the island of your dreams of who what would your favorite villagers if you have their cards, which I think is nice. If you don't have the cards, you definitely will get them randomly, or you could visit friends, uh, towns, and and talk to them that way, or just go to like random islands and you could find them down there. So there are mm-hmm. ways to get them with the amiibo. It's not like oh you have to buy them or anything dlc that you can get them naturally through the game but if there's a particular one you want you can just mm-hmm. like my wife has her favorites and i know she's gonna pull out the cards and go yes yes <laughs> it's just gonna the idea is that you could literally build the island of your dreams right down to the villagers which is nice sounds nice. cool to me well um we are <laughs> at an we are at an hour by the way well we uh, should quickly talk about because pax is coming up <laughs> um and yes, I'm going to be My wife there, was so holding her breath that JP would be done in an hour, by the way. <laughs> oh, wait, she needs you to be done? No, I was just like, yeah, we'll be done in an hour. And she, wow. goes, she went, Whoop. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, hold your breath, JP. Well, I did. Yeah, well, I think we should mention that, um, you know, this big event is coming up next week in Boston called PAX East. So many companies are going to be there, publishers, developers. There's going to be limited stuff, and something got announced today that I just thought you know our audience would like to hear about. For sure. Um, okay, so I'm just going to pull it up because I don't like to say the wrong names on things. But earlier today, Limited Run Games and PM Studios announced, um, at first it's going to be a PAX exclusive, and then any copies that are available or left over will then go on their website. Uh, for sale. So this is the Mercenary Series Double Pack. So it has Mercenary Saga and Mercenary's Wings, two releases um, that came out from PM Studios. Mercenary Saga was originally a retail game, and Mercenary's Wings is a distributed title through Limited Run Games. But they're going to be bundled in a new uh, slipcover kind of packaging. They're going to be numbered. So there's only going to be 500 produced, and each one is numbered. So whatever's left over is going to go onto their website after packs or at you know a later date it's going to be 64.99 um so just one thing is i think a lot of people are excited because mercenary saga has gotten a little bit difficult to find it's out of retail pm studios website sold out of it um at least you know up to this point so i think a lot of people missed out on it plus you know now you have a double pack you have a cool packaging for it you have a numbered run of something so a lot of good things to look forward to with this release, but it's going to be at Limited Run Games booth, which is booth 26011 at PAX East, and that's where it's first going to go on sale. So I did want to let people know about that. And then the other one that we talked about earlier is this weekend only on Limited Run Games website, 
Vitamin Connection is back up for pre-order from way forward. The Collector Edition sold out already. The regular is still up for $34.99. Yep. Then also you have what opened for pre-order on Thursday from Super Rare Games is World of Goo. So we did talk about that one a little bit, but I just want to let people know that there is a regular edition for about $32 uh, converted to U.S. And then there's also their very first Steelbook release, and it's for this game. So they have a bundle, which is $49 about, 5% less left of inventory on their website. It comes in a special slipcover that houses both the game and the Steelbook. It comes with an exclusive postcard as well. And the Steelbook is really cool. It's embossed. It has a glossy finish. It looks really nice. They show the pictures of the, the front and inside of it. So if you're thinking of grabbing it, now's the time. Then also on Saturday and Sunday, pre-orders for Sisters Royale from Strictly Limited Games opens up on their website. There's going to be a regular and a collector's edition. Uh, two batches on Saturday at 6 p.m. will be the first batch. And on Sunday at 12 p.m. noon will be the second batch. So lots of limited uh, games announced opening up for pre-order or are up for pre-order already this week and weekend. So definitely check it out. And then, of course, we have all the games coming out next week. Um, I won't go through all of them. Just I'll just highlight the big ones. The first is, finally, we're getting the Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection. And Yay. it's all the games on the cart. No digital code this time. So thank you, Capcom. Oof. We have the Galaxy, the Void, Skulls of the... Sh- and, um, and the Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Platinum Pack. So it's two games in one on the cart for only 30 bucks. So that's at retail. I know we Galaxy have Ru- Z is a really cool game for sure. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Uh, the Rune Factory 4 Special, the regular and the archival edition are coming I, out. I've had some um, some members of the Switchcore community highly recommend that one to me. Rune Factory? Rune Factory? Yeah, yeah like they're saying a it's amazing. A lot of people love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be another one. We have Samurai Showdown finally coming out in the U.S. <laughs> and just as a reminder, the U.S. retail release is going to have a digital code for the Samurai Pocket 2 from the yeah. Neo Geo Color. But you can still go on Pixin Love Publishing's website, pre-order the U.K. edition, and it's the only way to get that Neo Geo Color game as a physical cart. So it's going to be bundled with the Samurai Showdown game. What was the price on that UK one, though? It's pretty yeah, expensive. I know they that. Had it for, they had it for sale when it first came up for pre-order, I think back in December. And then the pre-order price ended, and now it's back up to you know the regular price. So I'm going to let you know right now yeah, cause, what I it mean, is. While you're looking at it, I know it comes with a clamshell neo geo case the shock box which they yes. which i have like a lot of my mvs collection in shock boxes which looks awesome but it's yeah, pretty this, expensive yeah so this is on the website it's showing me at about 132 dollars now yeah whoa yeah. which got a lot because i'm pretty sure it was under 100 when i pre-ordered it yeah i think so it was it was definitely i think with shipping might have been at 100 yeah. or a little bit over but I will say this comes with, um, so it comes in the shock box. It comes with the Samurai Showdown 2 uh, Neo Geo Color Pocket as a cart in its own case. Mm-hmm. You get the Samurai Showdown game as a cart, you know, like the retail release. You also get an art book as well. It doesn't, 100, 
34 page art book so it's, which it's is pretty awesome. massive well and, yeah, and I mean, here's the thing though if, if you're a neo geo collector that's like small potatoes by the way because every neo geo app aftermarket game for pre-orders like over 500 dollars just for the game so like i've pre-ordered a few over the years and i'm like oh my gosh that's so expensive <laughs> yeah and there's only 2500 copies so they clearly didn't sell out but you know what's going to happen. They will sell out at some point, and then oh, yeah. what's going to happen is people learn about it too late, and then that price is just going to skyrocket. But they ship worldwide, so Europe, U.S., and Asia. So if you're interested in getting every single physical release, you got to get this one. Well, um, the irony is is that like we mentioned it before, but like in that same thread we saw about people saying that there's too many um too many limited or it's gonna it, bubble's gonna burst or whatever there are also people mm-hmm. saying though i wish i would have gotten lovers from super rare games because they yep. they got in too late and it's like yep. they're gonna have that constantly and like it goes without saying that as a creator myself like anytime i run out of something i'll immediately even though something's been up for like a month i'll immediately get somebody like hey i missed it <laughs> hey <laughs> Yeah, we got an audience. Everyone now. hear that? That's an audience. <laughs> yes. Our daughter has learned how to get out of her room. Amazing. Oh no! And That's a thankfully, we have the gate locked at the top, but she now can open the door, come out, and normally she will go into my son's room because that's where Shanna ends up falling asleep. But clearly, Shanna's downstairs, and Maya's just screaming. I think, so I think that's uh, you hear. I think your wife, uh, Mrs. JP, poked her, so that way that's like the alarm, the hour alarm. Oh no, no, she was downstairs like reading, and we just hear the screaming. But okay, let's let's finish really quick. So, one title that just got announced the other day. It's Limited Run Games' newest distributed line. Uh, it's from Degaga Dejica Games. It's Nurse Love Obsession, and it's the bundle of. Nurse Love Addiction and Nurse Love Syndrome. So the two in one. So that's coming out on Tuesday for pre-order only at Limited Run Games. And then just quickly, don't forget we have Metro Redux coming out on Friday. And for all you collectors out there, GameStop is going to have another pre-order bonus similar to what we saw with the Saints Row 3, where it comes in a special box size that looks similar to a switch size and it comes with an alternate cover and goodies inside Uh, and just remember and then i just want to let people know that it will not be shipping from gamestop's website you have to go into the stores to pre-order it which is going to be very tricky because i don't know how many each store is getting especially Mm. for people who didn't pre-order in store so if you want that there's two ways to do it either go uh pre-order in store or at least call them and ask them if they're going to have enough or you can go to Game UK online. They are the exclusive uh, distributors for that same bonus bundle pre-order goodie. And they will ship everywhere. The packaging will be identical. So I kind of did that just as a fail-safe. Um, so I will be getting it that way. So just to let people know that if you want those cool goodies, that's you know the, your two ways to get it. And so, then we have so uh, JP, yeah. there is something that's uh, interesting to say about uh, Super Rare Games. Um, yes. For those of you that are collecting oh. Super Rare or haven't gotten them yet, uh, Tokitori, Rive, um, mm-hmm. and the Dark Side Detective only have 1% left each available. And SteamWorld Quest only has 2% left. So if people are like holding out yeah. on some games, like they're about to be gone. And then, just to let everyone know, tomorrow, uh, seven new games are going to be announced. <laughs> yeah, with uh, yeah. wood from Beat'em Ups, right? Yep. 
<laughs> so that presentation cool. is going to come at some point tomorrow. So I guarantee you, once you start seeing the new games, I, I have no doubt people are going to see games. They're going to like these new games, and they're going to go to their website to see what's still available. <laughs> And those few remaining Ooh. percentage games are going to be gone. So, so Barry, do, do you want to take a bet? Uh, so he says people are going to be excited. I say people are going to complain, the vocal minority that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. They're going to be like, yeah. oh, my God, there's no good games from Super Rare. And when, like, they le- legitimately have a pretty solid library. Like, yeah. I haven't bought them all because they're not, like, my genre or whatever. But, like, the mm-hmm. games are still solid. They're like, like, Super Rare and Limited Run have a pretty good track record like i've some some of the other companies will put out like some really tiny digital only releases on a a full Mm -hmm. cartridge but like they've both had a pretty solid track record and the seven that get released and because it's wood and wood gets negative uh feedback from people online for no apparent reason um besides for the fact that he has a following um (laughs) um, as soon as you get a following you're you're an enemy, you're a sellout, all this stuff. And it's a shame because everyone starts at the same place. And yeah. some people, you know, through luck, through hard work, they move on up and they become a good voice in the community. So, <laughs> you know, I see nothing wrong with uh, George partnering again with Wood. I think it's a yeah. good platform to do it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it was funny. I saw somebody when he first made the tease that they're going to have this. Somebody was like, no, you're going to not release all the games at once. And I'm thinking... When have they ever done that? Like, <laughs> everyone needs to calm down. Clearly, they're announcing games that are going to be coming out throughout the year. So yeah, it's like, like when Limited Run does the E3, it's not yeah. like all those games are coming right away. Speaking, now, there might be, will there be a shadow drop? You think, like, E3, like, Limited Run does, like, the shadow drops at E3? A, I don't maybe, know. I mean, maybe they'll have one shadow drop. That, but I mean, there's supposed be. to be 18 this year. We're already at yes. the end of February, and there's only been two released. So yeah. that means yeah. there's going to be some late, you know. Well, we're gonna probably we're gonna see double up in some yeah. months, but and and funny you mentioned E3 limited run because one of their games last year was Real Mist, yep. and that opens up for pre-orders this coming Friday. Yep. I will be at PAX when it opens. Thankfully, it's an open pre-order, but I'm actually really excited. I remember playing Mist just a little bit back in the day, but for some reason, I have this itch to just do like a first-person exploration puzzle, and I always kept think, going back to like I really want to play Mist, and when I saw it was coming off for the Switch. I was like, perfect platform for it. Like, oh my gosh! Like, on the go. I'm just, I'm so excited for this one. Like, I really wish they they just surprised us and were like, it's available now because I just well, I hey, play hey, that one so bad. Hey Barry, wouldn't that be a perfect opportunity to play this first person game that JP picked for us to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JP's like, I really want to play a game like that. Like, that's the game of the. the yes, I know, but I mean, I want to play Mist. I still want to play Mist. <laughs> What about Mist? You know what, when Mist first came out, I felt like I just wasn't into that genre. I was too young to really appreciate it. And now older, I'm just like, I really want to do Mist. So I'm glad it's coming. And yeah, I we have we have a good end of February of releases coming out. Like you're you're starting to see a pickup now. And I think it's not gonna be slowing down anytime soon, retail or limited. <laughs> I mean I mean I've kind of sorry, kind of everybody. I've kind of lucked out say, because because yeah. I don't pick up all the games that JP posts, but like Barry, just like I I can hear him through the internet like sign. I had somebody go say like JP, if you don't stop posting all these games, I'm gonna have to block you, and I'm just like I'm sorry, it's not my fault. It's I'm it's not making like, them. 
it's like a wonderful life, you know. Every time a bell, you know, rings, <laughs> an angel gets his wings. Every time I get a notification that JP makes a post, my wallet cries. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's it's so crazy. As you guys are like, yeah, we got some good games in this week. I'm like, I didn't get in any Switch games this oh. week. Actually, I got in nothing. Okay, so I, I mean, I have to say, one of the coolest things I got in was from First Press Games. I got a whole new world collector's edition. Nice. So that came in. And I did an unboxing on Twitter. I did it in four parts because it was that massive. And I didn't want to do my typical, you know, try and go really quick within the two minutes and 20 seconds. So I just took my time with it. I, you know, I posted right underneath each other. But I have to say, I watched their video when they did the unboxing. And then I got it in. It is a really nice set. And you know what I don't like about it, though? You don't get that nice slip outer yes. slip cover. That I know. surprised me. I, I honestly I like out- like for that company the the outer slip covers is what I want from all their releases now that they did the first one like yep. I want them all to be the same and I think so they like are old. and so if they do a limited edition without that like I'm gonna go for the slipcase like just saying I you know what I'm same thing I I love that slip cover and when I got their packaging I had taken out the insides because there's slots for the case like the game itself. And I was like, I wonder if the slipcover would have fit. And it wouldn't. You'd have to cut it a little bit bigger. I do wish they included it because it's such a nice slipcover. And all the releases, I believe, are going to have it that, you know, for that collector's edition, just I, I, I hope maybe in the future that maybe they'll add it because it, it's so nice. But I'm the same way. Like, I want the slipcover first. I just really like that. But what's really cool about the collector edition, it comes with the Japanese uh, variant cover art that they did. Because what's really nice about this company is that they're actually releasing the games with, um, you can call it the US-EU covers in English, and the manuals are in English, the instruction cards are in English, but then they're releasing small batches that are uh, Japanese text. So when you buy the collector's edition, you get the Japanese content. So you get the covers, you get the manuals in Japanese, and I like that they include that. I thought that was really cool. It's just that slipcover. We just need that slipcover, and they have the perfect collector's edition. Yeah, that's what but, shocked me because I didn't get the collector's edition. I'm moving away from that, but I love that slipcover. I'm a slipcover mm-hmm. steelbook. I'm a junkie for those. Yep. And when I saw the unboxing, I watched their unboxing, and I, it struck me. I'm like, why? Why would they not? Like, usually, if you got a collector's edition, you get everything in the standard plus. But mm-hmm. it's weird to see a company omit something, something so cool from the mm-hmm. standard edition. Well, like yeah. those, those slipcases are really similar to the ones I do for my book releases, and it's like mm-hmm. that's what I like. I don't know of any other versions that do that good a quality of a slip. I think that's the best quality slip cover that I've seen. So, like for the Switch, um, I will say that you know people they they're very good on social media. They're very interactive with the community. I just I <clears throat> would politely recommend that people just just let them know that they like the slip covers. Um, or the sleeves, I should call them. Not really slip covers because you slide them in. But, I mean, maybe maybe they can change them in the future. I would hope so because they're awesome. And and they've sold me on their collector's edition. That's the thing. It's like I lo- I'm, I'm the junkie for variant covers. So <laughs> to know that I could buy just one release and get the Japanese covers as well, like that's golden the, for me. The standard edition doesn't have the Japanese on the other side? No. No, it's, just, so, no, it's right. It's the English and the, the European. Yeah. Although there's no ratings on either side, so but it's called the EU US cover, so it's all in English and everything. Like I said, everything's in English, but they did small batches with Japanese. And if I know that they made something like that, I want it. So it's nice that they include it. Um, and then you also get the gold coin or the coins, which 
I actually like a lot. They're, the coins are nice. They have silver, bronze, and gold. So depending on if you buy the regular, the collectors, or the bundle, you'll get the different coins. And they're each numbered. They have different like uh, images on it, and they're and the coins are encased in the like the plastic uh, coin protector. holder, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and they're really nice. I mean, they did a great job. They they did a very nice job with their first release. That I I'm very much looking forward to the second one, which I believe is Shadow Bug. Um, yes. So yeah, it, yeah, it's I got that in, and then of course they got Skull Skull Girls in, and I may have gotten one other game that I can't remember, but. Yeah, I nice new collector's edition. Speaking of communities, um, Closable on Twitter says hi, and then he's sorry that I had to forego dinner for this recording. Uh, <laughs> I, I I told him I would I would I would let you guys know. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so did we cover everything? I think we covered a lot of things. We did. Yeah, we covered. So we should. We should let everyone know where they can find this. Barry, you go first because people need to be following you. <laughs> <laughs> Send well, food you... and and likes. If yeah, if we'll see if you if you're on me, follow me on Twitter. Like closable here, you can you can join in the fun <laughs> conversations. But uh, you can follow me at Hawk Hellfire and uh, on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. You can find me at Nintendo Fuse. Jeff, should how I... about you? Oh, go yeah, ahead, okay. JP. I'll follow you today. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll go quick. You can find me at PAX. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> if you see a guy walking around with different JP Switchmania shirts, it's not I really him. hope that's me. <laughs> that's closable, uh, actually. No. <laughs> it could be. But I will be there all four days. So I'll be hanging out at PM Studios booth. I'm going to be walking around. So if you see me, say hi, please. Uh, otherwise, find me on Twitter at JP Switchmania, my website, YouTube. Facebook community, Instagram, all JP Switchmania. I have a lot of giveaways, as I always mention. I've got two going on right now, one with Super Rare Games. We're giving away Smoke and Sacrifice, brand new. And also, I'm doing another giveaway that, um, oh my gosh, I drew a blank. <laughs> Tales, Tales of the Tiny, no, Tales of the Tiny Planet Tales with Funbox Media. The new release. Tales of the Tiny yep. Planet from Funbox Media. And we have two more giveaways Coming up this weekend, um, I'm partnering with Game Fairy, and I'm giving away something I've never given away before, which I'm very excited about. So that one should be going live tomorrow morning. And then on Sunday, we should finally be doing a first press games giveaway where I will be giving away two collector's editions of A Whole New World. So there you have it. Watch my unboxing of it, and then enter for your chance to win one of the two. And maybe something with uh, with a town of light, right? He might <laughs> play a town of light. He's we're gonna, not going to. We're going to do that one. Yeah, we're going to. I think we can make that one a Switch Mania playcast giveaway. Yeah. Um, so we'll get people. We'll get people to check out our channel if they're not already and our playcast. So yes, town of light will be a fifth giveaway. Um, yeah, I have, <laughs> I, I, I did a poll. I did a poll to see if I was doing too many giveaways, and people said. Just the right amount. And then some people said not enough. So I don't get it. I feel like I'm doing a lot, but people You're want more. Fun. So people are gonna I'm say, gonna No, give... don't give us free stuff, JP. Don't don't do it. You know what? Sometimes people it gets to be too much, but I want I want to get as much switch stuff in everybody's hands as I can. So 
So top that. You can close now. Too easy. All right. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to cut out JP's part in the editing. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <No. laughs> so as always, you can follow me at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. The Switch Collector is actually in the second week of editing. Got a message back from the editor. There's a lot of writing in there. So, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's about halfway through uh, editing the book, though. So, he's, he's been enjoying it. Um, I also got some confirmation on the wooden slip cases for the, uh, for the Switch Collector. And um, so, those, I should be shooting out pictures to everyone on social media soon. Uh, it looks really awesome. And of course, I've started working on the complete Genesis and Mega Drive. So you'll find awesome. JP at PAX East. You'll find me behind my computer screen doing a bunch <laughs> of editing. This, like, um, I spent a lot of time going into all the aftermarket and homebrew stuff for the Sega Genesis. Um, and nice. there's been constant posts by Thor, um, who is... Not Thor Ackerland, but Thor Thor. Um, he actually is working on my cover uh, for the the Genesis, the complete Genesis, and it looks amazing. Like he's been posting the art, and he's been refining it little by little. Um, I asked him if he's going to any conventions. He said no, and then I realized he lives like an hour away from me. So I'm probably gonna go do a lunch <laughs> with him to get a get a picture for the book and everything. Um, but that will be my next new book release um, after the Switch Collector, because the Switch Collector's in printing, um, while JP and I start gathering the madness of year two. Yes. Because <laughs> so we, we literally need to research this stuff before we, we toss it over to uh, Kickstarter, because I want to have it in a semblance of completion so it doesn't take a long mm-hmm. time to get it out to, to people uh, once we start it. Um, I say the first new one because I am going to be announcing a project soon. Um, going to be doing a re-release of the complete NES and Jeffrey Wittenhagen's Black Box Challenge for the NES, the RPG what? where you collect video Wait, games. I need to sell mine before this happens? <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing the same art, um, or at least ah. not the same box. Uh, I never will re-release a limited edition. Um, the regular edition, perhaps, mayhaps. But there has been a lot of demand for both, so I need to get that out there for people who have been interested. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be doing that, too. And looking forward to the Switch Mania Playcast giveaway, JP. Hint, hint. Yes, um, for it's the, coming. For the Town of Light. Um, and I will continue down Dragon Quest. Barry was giving me crap because I'm playing a 100-hour game. I might have put in an hour in the last two weeks into it, by the um. way. <laughs> it gets so mm. slow. Um but that's me playing it on and off as I'm still inking covers for the complete Virtual Boy. They take a long time. Um, those The first batch is actually getting shipped out this weekend, along with a lot of other stuff, JP. Nice. Mm, JP. Mm. I can't wait. <laughs> but anyways, uh, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya. Have a good one.